Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Goins from the Reimagined Schools podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacey Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Welcome to episode 81 of Podcast PD. My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, also host of the House of EdTech podcast, and I am joined, as always, as we start to get into the swing of things, by my podcast compadres, AJ Bianco and Stacy Lindis. And let's start with the coolest cat on the block, the one with the newly recharged power supply, Stacy Lindis. What is up? <laughs> Uh, not much. Uh, I got home today after a six and a half mile run, and I was very hopeful that the power would be back on. It's been out since Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if it was considered a hurricane when Isais landed in New Jersey, but it was definitely enough to do a crazy amount of damage. So right now I'm just rejoicing in air conditioning, running water, and a toilet that flushes. Your toilet requires electricity? We have a well and septic. So in oh. order for the water to refill the tank. Yes, it requires electricity. All right. I just learned something new. Stacy has an electric toilet. Very yeah. cool. I mean, While I'm new age. Uh, <laughs> she's new age. Hashtag new age. Before I introduce AJ Bianco, maybe you're joining us on Periscope. Maybe you're joining us on Facebook. But wherever you're watching, that's not YouTube, head over to podcastpd.com slash live because that's where the party's at, where you can interact with us via chat and... I mean, you can watch from anywhere and get into it by going to podcastpd.com slash live. If you want to contribute to the conversation or you've got a question, we are here for you as we record on a Sunday night. AJ, how you doing? Living the dream. Uh, it's it's summer. It's uh, August. It's wonderful. Hot, it's baseball. Humid, humid days. Baseball is, is going. We don't want to talk about baseball, Stacey. Yeah, it's. I did hear it's not going well. Yeah. Basketball's going no. well, though. And don't watch their that. Their pod is better. We don't watch that. <laughs> their, their what? Their pod is better. Their bubble. Their, their bubble. Their bubble. <laughs> They're living in a bubble. Baseball's actually not living in a bubble. Well, that's part of the problem. Wow. But anyway, everything else is going well. Hurricane came through and uh, did its damage and left its mark on, on, on New Jersey, especially in this area. So uh, cleaning up this week and this weekend, but we're back at it. Let's do it. How'd you end up losing power today? Uh, so a tree fell down, down the block, knocked out power. It? I, yeah, I saw it, um, knocked out power to the action, to the other side of the street, which with the weirdest thing, luckily I had power all week, but watching the people behind me not turn their lights on for days, it's kind of just a freaky thing. Um, welcome so to my world. Right. I'm sure. So they were working on that tree today and they had to cut the power so that to finish it up. Yeah. So nothing, nothing happened. Some wonderful gentlemen from North Carolina came up to, uh, assist. Yeah, we had Florida people up here. Yeah, they're really nice. 
three crews from Florida. Took them three days to do it. Yeah, they're still running around the in the area. They're still powered out in some places, but they're rocking and rolling. They're uh, being helpful. I, I heard that there are some places that aren't getting power back until the COVID's gone. What? That's like, is that a joke? Yeah, I was going to ask the same <laughs> That's thing. A joke. No, that's probably, it's a yeah. pretty terrible joke right now. Yeah, that, that was funny. Make sure you edit that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Great. That's at 406 if you want to take private notes there. I'm going to leave my bad joke in because I'll laugh okay. at it later. <laughs> at least somebody will. Uh, Chris, what's uh, new with it, you? What's new with me? So I only lost power for about 30, 35 hours. It was hell. I mean, not as hot as your hell, Stacy, but, you know, it was frustrating to have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old and no electricity. Uh, I imagine it's similar with older boys and AJ you uh, just lost it for a few minutes. Yeah, but no, we have a, we learned from Sandy that you have to have a generator where we live. Mm, so, like, not, quite honestly, when we walk anybody down who our, knows me knows I don't learn my lesson, so I still do not have. Yeah, but we lost power for nine days That's during Sandy, cool. and then when the ice storm came in right before Halloween, we lost it for another five. <laughs> never wow. again. We've never really been completely without power. It's just that the generator doesn't have enough power to do the air and. Usually we can do the well, but our generator crapped out. So we were actually using a smaller generator that doesn't, oh. that didn't do the well. So, now, yeah. Let me ask, since I am at least putting in the effort to learn about generators, hmm. do you have a like gasoline or other fuel powered one? Or do you have like one of these magical natural gas ones that like your power goes out, this thing turns on, you don't even have to think about it. We, uh, yeah. So we have a gas one. Um, when we get the addition done, we're going to have one installed. So then it will be like a magical one where the power cuts out and backup starts. Speaking of backup, you're having an addition put on the, uh, the Linda. Oh yeah. Yeah. Podcast studio. No. (laughs) What? I don't know. No. That's how I think. Yeah. No. We're going to get to come over and like hang out and play. In the backyard, I don't know. Like, oh, you're still, just an so addition. We won't be allowed in the addition. but we can, <laughs> no, you, oh, I, it's, I fine, it. it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No. Now we're just bumping out. Yeah. <laughs> and getting a generator and and two bathrooms. Do I have one so. for that? I think I do. Stacy's just bumping out of the house. No, not good. Maybe it's this one. Moving no. on. Moving on. So tonight. Uh, and, and for this episode, we are looking ahead to the 2020, 2021 school year. So hard to say. Isn't it? So uh, AJ and I talked about that the other <laughs> night where it's hard to say this particular school year. Stacy, what do you think about that real quick? First, say it. 2020, 2021. It's a 2021 school year. No, you, you can't say 2021 because then it's 2021, which is next year. Right. It's this year, next year. No, but you can't say 2021 because it's 2021. That's next year. This is 2020, 2021. Things don't get right again, according to AJ and I, until next school year, where you can, when you when you can say the 21-22 school year. Right. You but can't you say 2021 20, school, school year. So that's next well, I, year. That's oh, September of next year. If you have thoughts on this, please put it in the chat. And if you're checking or in the chat. <laughs> or ignore us. If you're checking in on the chat, let us know uh, where you're from, where you stand on how to say the current school year as we get ready to talk about the current school year and as we what is it covid 2.0 hush your mouth okay (laughs) uh but our conversation tonight we want to address three things we want to know one what are you looking forward to two 
what do you have reservations about and not to outdoor dining? And number three, what is your top goal for the year? So, Stacy, you're a lady. Which question do you want to start with? Um, let's talk about reservations. And we'll end on reservations. All right. So what do we have reservations about for the coming 2020, 2021 school year? I'm going to go away from the doom and gloom. I'm just going to say I have reservations about being able to build relationships. This will go with my goal for later. Being able to build more relationships with students for me, because I don't know how I'm actually going to be able to do that as much as I wanted to trying to get into more classrooms uh, coming into the school year. That's I, my reservation. Uh... Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think um, I think at least with some of the teachers that I speak to, that I'm speaking with, um, that's one of the main reasons they even want to go back is so that they can at least start the year with their kids. I think most people see that down the road. We are eventually going to be virtual. But for those of us who are starting either um, in a hybrid model or in a fully um, in-person model, I think that that is one of the things to look forward to is that you will be able to do that. Um, but I think um, for those of us who are starting virtually and, you know, it really, I don't know. Anyway, those of us who are starting virtually, I think that that is the biggest struggle. So one thing that I've worried about all year is that like, how do I, like, at least when we went virtual in March, I already knew my kids, right? Like I had over a hundred days with them and they knew me. I knew them. There wasn't something covering my face. There wasn't, you know, a barrier like this where we're talking online. Um, you know, we really got to know each other. We got to build community. They got to build community with one another. They got to know each other. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't know, like I'm still wrapping my head on how to replicate that. I I have a way to do it with myself and my students. I just don't know like how you really foster, that um, virtually and even uh, like live, I think so much of what we did in my classroom anyway, like morning meeting is a very touchy feely kind of thing where you're shaking hands or you're doing fist bumps or you're like doing different greetings. And a lot of times they're, they're touch. And, you know, there are also times when kids can say, no, thank you. Like it's not a forced thing. Um, but how do you do that when everything is six feet? Like that's also one of my reservations. Like, I have zero concept of what six feet is. Like I know that like when I'm out in the real world um, and I, I don't mean that literally, I mean that like, like for example, I went to the grocery store on Thursday. I ran into someone that I knew from school and there was no way, like I thought about it as I walked away, I was like, there was no way we were six feet apart. Like, mm-hmm. and what is it like, what does it look like to teach a child six feet apart? Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, leaning in and you're trying to do reading, like, I don't know, like I'm going to have to wear, I I can't wear glasses to see, like to read because my glasses don't work that way, but I'm not going to be able to read their books from six feet away. How do your glasses work? (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm far. No, I used to be nearsighted. Now I'm farsighted. Okay. After the LASIK. So like I need them to see far away or if I'm extremely tired and when I wear them to read, I get sick. I have to take them off. Yeah. It's like reverse. It's reverse bifocals. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people still, who don't quite understand social distancing. I had to pick up milk the other day and I was at uh Wawa and they have like these little stickers on the floor. Yeah. Stand here, six feet, blah, 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 blah. Big round ones. And I don't mind standing on the spot. So I'm standing on the spot, you know, moving from spot to spot. I was maybe seven deep on the line and I'm not one to complain, but the person behind me 
was right behind me. Like, here's me, which is great for a podcast. Here's me, like, right up my butt. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, all right, maybe they don't realize. So, like, I moved to the next dot and right behind, like, right on my tail within two feet of me. And then I get to pay. I'm thinking, all right, when I go to pay, the person will, like, let me pay. Nope, we, we could have held hands while I paid. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Maybe they reached in your pocket and you did pay. No. Was, I don't know. Uh, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, so there's that, but then there's like, I just don't know. I don't know. So that's one of my reservations too, is exactly what the classroom is going to look like mm -hmm. for those of us who are teaching hybrid and we'll have kids in our classroom in person. I have some reservations about how I'm going to connect because you, you, you and anybody who, who knows me, I'm, you know, talk with the hands. I'm, I'm an outgoing extroverted person and I thrive on being able to connect with my kids and build relationships that are rooted in bad jokes and, <laughs> and you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I know I'm going to have to work extra hard and I still am not sure what that looks like with kids. I don't know, you, you know, I mean, uh, teaching freshmen, I mean, as if coming to high school wasn't hard enough. Now you're a ninth grade student and this is the learning environment you have to deal with. And again, from last episode, uh, my school is going to be admitting to start 25% of the population at any one time. And we've got the four cohorts and then, you know, you're remote. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to look. I actually, and maybe you guys will think I'm nuts in the chatter or both of you guys, I actually reached out to my VP who oversees social studies and I texted her the other day and I said, do you think we could plan and schedule in the next couple of weeks like a like a department meeting, like some sort of Google meet, like obviously optional, but just to start to kind of figure stuff out for whatever September is going to look like, because and, and I texted her this. I was like, if we wait till September 1st, we we're, that's not good. I was like, even if it's just me and you on a Google Hangout. I would just like to have some stimulating education conversation about what we're doing. And I mean, am I crazy or does that seem to kind of make sense? No, that, that makes sense completely. I, I feel like we can't forget. We, we can't forget the connections, you know, no matter, no matter where we're going. You know, I think everybody needs to kind of like not walk in the first day like, oh, so this is what it looks like. I think the conversation has to be there as to, you know, what teachers are stepping into. Like for, for some people, the administrators who are there, they're the ones setting up. They see it. They're kind of living it for the teachers. They're just going to come in and be like, oh, so there's my desk. That's what six feet looks like. Why can't I have things over there? What happened to my rug? What happened to things on my wall? Where's that going to go? I think I think really having that conversation, maybe even like a virtual tour of what a classroom would look like, may be beneficial for some people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so real that's, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say real quick, uh, again, mm -hmm. we are streaming live and we had a Facebook user because we're streaming live into our podcast PD Facebook group. I'm so glad this podcast exists. Such wonderful information and a great resource for all educators, especially now a safe place to address the anxiety and concerns about the coming school year. Thank you for speaking freely and openly and normalizing all of these feelings. Well, you're welcome, Facebook user. <laughs> Thank you. Are you going to read Stephanie's? I am. We also have uh, Stephanie Schrocky and uh, no, sorry, Scrocky. Um, I have reservations about how students can build relationships from six feet apart. 
How are they going to feel about being in a room with friends and not be able to high five or play with each other? So what are your thoughts on the student perspective? Go ahead, No, no, go go ahead, because I I don't want to be negative. I have to say this has been, well, I mean, this, these are the reservations, right? But this has been um, one of the things I've struggled with the most as a parent. Um, I get that I, I'm in control of what I'm able to do in my classroom, but I think my kids have this expectation that they're going to, even my middle schooler and high schooler, right? They have this expectation that they're going to go back to school and it's going to be what it was. And they have to realize they're going to go back to school and save for some of the like footage that you've seen. And you guys heard about that girl who got suspended for showing like the hallway footage. Like, so save for some of that. And I don't think we're going to be as high in numbers out here, but um, like, I don't think that they are going to have any type of semblance of what normal was. And I think that for most kids, it's going to be more shocking than comforting to go back to school. And like, you think about a, an elementary classroom where like AJ was saying with the rugs, right? Like kids sit in the meeting area, Mm -hmm. that's elementary school. You sit in the meeting area, you either Mm -hmm. have morning meeting there or you have your mini lesson there and then you break off and you work in groups. Well, none of that's going to exist. And, and then you add onto all of the things like masks and the, you know, the other things that we're now going to be responsible for, whether it be hand washing and sanitizing and making sure that your kids are remaining socially distanced six feet apart and taking, I mean, we're talking about taking furniture out of our rooms. We're definitely getting rid of our, our meeting area of carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, so expect, and you know, we're not going to be able to use paper because we're not allowed to go to the copy room is what I was told. Um, I don't know if that I was uh, like, that's a rumor. So, but like, what does it look like? It's so I think people have these expectations that they're that they aren't necessarily going to have met. And I struggle with some of the parents in my community who just desperately want their kids to go back for the socialization and the sense of normalcy. And I just cannot get it through to them that whatever their expectation of normal is, it's just not what it is. I mean, unless the expectation of normal is my child gets to go to school. That's kind of where normal stops. Well, and because they also get to go to work without worrying one about day it. A week, two days a week, you know, and actually, as we're talking here about students, half day. Stephanie brings up, you know, half day, you know, what if you were looking forward to having and being in class with the same teacher? I'm speaking elementary with your best friend, but your last names are far apart and you don't go to school on the same day and you don't get to see your best friend. Yeah, that's going to cause some feelings and emotions that, you know, we as adults might not be ready to think about. You know, sitting on the bus with your best friend like that's usually a normal thing, like your bus route that we were told our buses are going to have 11 kids. Correct. Yeah. So so what I was going to say, and I, I feel bad about this one, like we've basically trained our sons and maybe the thinking is negative, but, you know, we've been very cautious. I've shared that in the past episodes. We still haven't really gone anywhere. We I'm going to work, but like Jamie and the kids really haven't left the house, you know, unless going to her family who, you know, are, are basically quarantined. Right. So the boys kind of understand like what it's going to look like, what it looks like for six feet. We have a neighbor who's also in their school and they play on this, they play on other sides of the fence, right? So they run up and down the fence together. They're not really hanging out in the backyard together, but they kind of get it. And I feel like, you know, for, for my son, my oldest, like, I feel like he's going to totally be like, stay away from me. You know, <laughs> I was told not to go near you and, and I, and I feel bad. You know, but like, like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad. Cause he's like an old man. You know, he understands, he sees it. 
you know, yes, my little guy, he's my middle, middle guy. He's uh starting kindergarten. You know, he has a hard time wearing the mask. Like, he doesn't like the way it feels on his face. So I'm worried about that for him. So I, I, I'm nervous about one and not the other, but I also hate the fact that we basically train them to be like, you know, stay away, you know, vampire. But, um, wait, can we talk about that kindergarten aspect for a second? Go ahead. Like that's the other thing. Like your son's going to school for the first time. Like I understand he's been in, in in, like preschool or whatever, but like his first experience in elementary school is going to be a false experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Because this is yes. not what school is like. And it's right. not what school will remain looking like. But like, I wonder how many kids are going to just be like, this is school. Like, this is what I waited four years for, five years for. Like, Right. And that's one of the other reservations that I have. I didn't really want, I didn't know which way to go with this. But one of the other re- reservations I have is we're giving these kids really false schooling to begin with. Right? Yes. And and like, I, I, I that's wish what I, I could promote virtual. Yeah, I will. That's what we do here. Uh, I wish we can go <laughs> virtual. Right. Because... When we put these kids in their school, we're telling, and it's not virtual because I want to stay home. This is simply virtual because I feel like we can do a lot more. Oh, yeah. I feel like we can do a lot more for our students by having them virtual than in a classroom. I feel like the experience we're putting our students in is a negative one because there is no collaboration. It's the old school of sit and get, which is something we've talked about forever as being negative. We have told uh, our students that they should be moving around they should be you know interacting they should be hands on and all of that will not exist there is no hands on there is no you know turn and talk there there's none of that so i feel like the experience we're putting like, for our students is just not what they should have in school these days it's not you know 1918 it's look like it what, what what year did you say 1918 it's going to look like high school of you know that we went to sitting in rows right I worked collaboratively. Sharing is not caring. You know, not sharing is caring at this point. (laughs) Right. It's it's the wrong view. It's everything that we've been working to change is now being reversed. I know it's just for a year, hopefully, you know, knock on wood. But go ahead. No, 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 so here, here's the second part of that, like that, that fits with that. Like we spent all of these ways to think about how to have a CDC guideline example of what the classroom should look like in the fall. And which keeps changing by the way. Right. And I don't know about you guys, but like how much have your districts been? And, and I'm, I'm not necessarily saying my district hasn't cause we've started planning, but like how much of your districts have actually been doing to actually improve the virtual experience that so many people felt were negative and underwhelming and under delivered in the spring and everyone talks about this inevitability that we are going back to a virtual model at some point when we don't know. But I feel like we've worked on all of these different ways with these changing guidelines to set up a false experience of school. And we've paid no credence to improving the virtual model. I've got the answer. None of them. But why? I can't think of any I can tell you why. that offered professional development over the summer to get better at remote teaching. Look, I, I, I have tell this you fear why. in my mind that, and that's why I, I texted my vice principal who oversees the department, because I feel like in my mind, the first two days of teacher PD is going to be some garbage Google classroom stuff that, I mean, that's not valuable, which is why I want to have the conversation now about what are we looking at? You know, what is the reality and, and how can I be successful. I don't want to wait till September 1st to figure that out. 
And here in New Jersey, I blame our governor. Like, quite honestly, like, I just feel like it's a joke. He has he's offered zero guidance. I, I he needs to be a leader. He needs to step and set up, step up and say, like, I'm calling it's it. It's not just him. It's not just him. It's the Department of Education in the state. And we're only talking about New Jersey because that's where, right, the three where of we us are. are, you know. You know, oh, definitely. Like I just can't believe to put when their I plans in and have that all organized and with then, zero guidance from the DOA because they were furloughed and our commissioner resigned and all of his lieutenants resigned. And I was just like, I didn't know about the lieutenants. I'd heard about um, Dr. Repolette. And then when I heard about the furloughs, I was like, wait, so we're supposed to make these plans and no one is there to answer questions or do the things because the department is furloughed. They came out with frequently asked questions and guidelines after districts had to turn in their plans. A week after. And then the guidelines and frequently asked questions, which the the FAQs weren't complete. True. Was a joke. Couldn't even find them. So, so let let me, let me, let me just, let me stand up for, for a lot of people that you're just, that you're pooping on. Um, because I'm one of them. Do it because Um, I, yeah. Well, I'm not pooping on admin. I, no, no, but, but you're talking about like the virtual system. system. Yes, I know. I'm talking about the system. So for me, like my whole goal going into July was create this virtual academy of PD, right? And that's something we shared and wanted to do. As I started working on that, then I had to go back and look through the curriculum. Then I had to go back and make sure that the plan was in place. Then I had to be part of meetings because we look, if districts are doing things correctly, they're stakeholder meetings, right? The districts are making decisions, but the stakeholders are involved oh. in making and making the right Question. And we have all that. We definitely right. have we've been all doing of that. that. So look, look, uh, between stakeholder meetings, between administrative meetings, I probably spent 30 hours, no joke, 30 hours in meetings going through the plan, administrative meetings and stakeholder meetings. And then we had to edit the plan. Then we had to make sure we submit the plan. Then we had to change the plan because the CDC guidelines came out. So all of these things started to change. For me, I've been waiting for this virtual because a month ago, I heard that he was going to make the announcement that we're going virtual. And that announcement was just that all kids can go virtual if they have the option. So I am way behind where I need to be because I need to start putting things together uh, for, for both new teachers and veteran teachers so they feel comfortable in a virtual setting. I am going to work on that. And yes, Chris, as you said, September 1st is going to be like that PD, but that's all we got. That's the time we have. You know, there's there's so many obstacles in the way to, and I don't want to complain because we're working, but there's a lot of obstacles in the way to get us to the point of where it needs to be successful because we're trying to prep and plan to make it safe and reasonable before we can just say, okay, we're going virtual. Here's what we need to know about the plan. Sound clip now. Doesn't matter. There are only four rules you need to remember. Make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. What is that from? That's Wentworth Miller as Captain Cold on The Flash. That's awesome. I I think that's it, too. Like, we also need to be very flexible with ourselves, with our administrators. And I think sometimes it's hard to remember that. Like, right now, elementary teachers are usually starting to think about going back to their classrooms and setting up. We're starting to think about, like, our first week of school. We're starting to think about who our kids are. If we're lucky enough to have those kids' names, we're writing them down on desk tags and like we're making Not allowed. lists. <laughs> right. But that's it. Like I, I didn't even know that desk tags weren't allowed. You know what? Like those types of things, like 
because I'm not looking. I'm waiting for, like, I know I should be reading the CDC guidelines, but again, they've changed. So you don't want to read the CDC guidelines. Then to read the guidelines isn't all that useful because one of the things that the CDC has said is that mass temperature taking, mass temperature taking is not needed. It's not effective. You don't need to do it. And yet, you know, there are schools all over the country that are getting ready to have nurses and other personnel take people's temperatures as they walk in the building. And that's not going to tell you anything. Because wasn't that part of the original CDC guideline, though? Yeah, but not also part of the original CDC guideline was kids can't get sick. Surprise. 97,000 kids are sick. Because they finally remembered, and I've said this before, germs to everybody. And then they're also leaving the house. You know, it's going to be it's, it's going to be really weird when you tell kids don't leave and then they don't leave. And oh, my God, kids are not sick. Now they're leaving. And guess what? Now they're sick. Imagine that. Sorry. And CDC maybe they don't is get not sick, my friend. But right they now. carry germs again. What well, do school I have is a Petri about? dish. My kid. <laughs> did you see? I'm going to go negative. I'm going to go negative. Hold but on, did you see somebody negative. posted? Go ahead. I can say, you... Reservation. Two young children, you know. I, I, you know, burping, sneezing, and farting, the whole deal, both of them. Boys. <laughs> and boys. And girls do it too. Don't lie. I'm just um, saying. <laughs> my daughter you know, They're going to go to school, do their thing, and then they're going to come back and spend time with my mother in law, who mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. an older person three days a week, you know? Yes, that's our, Here's that's going to be our caretaker. And I'm going to go, I, I'm going to yeah. go darkest timeline. One of the three of us or our children might die. Yeah, that's, that's I'm pretty good. Yeah. And it's, or get sick or because we're ne- I mean, you know, both of my parents work in schools. My wife works in a school, mm-hmm. you know, when have you ever heard teachers over summer vacation talking about getting their affairs in order prior to the start of the school year? Right. Yeah. Are those because I saw that and I was like, huh, I hadn't thought about that. And then you just start thinking, like, should I be doing that? Or are they like doomsday people? Like, are they like the total like ewers of the world and they're just walking around looking for the other you shoe know- to drop? I don't think it's it's fair to look at it that way because we, we've all I'm just wondering, like, I really I, don't I know. know. I have. No, no. Hold on. I, I'm just saying, like, I've seen stories where, you know, person perfectly healthy gets the gets the covid and is dead in a week. That could be any one of us or somebody we know. And normally I'm not afraid of that stuff. Right. And outwardly, I'm, I'm not like I'm going to go. I'm going to do my job. But there is that little piece of me in the back of my mind that wonders. Right. I don't know. I just I wish that there was more guideline guidance from our state in general that made it so that there needed to be some type of like like choose from these two plans. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not like each each municipality coming up with its own plan. Like, let's put it this way, Chris. I live in a town that has two districts, right? Because we have our regional district for the middle school and high school. I still have friends at the elementary school. (laughs) Their plan is completely different than what the middle school and high school are doing. What, what the hell is a parent supposed to do for that? Right. And then, and and you have to imagine parents have to worry about. Right. And then, I mean, among, among the myriad other things, but then like, what if the next town over has a different plan? Like, like, I just don't understand why it couldn't be like plan A is this plan B is this. And AJ, go ahead, Chris. I have one more question, but go ahead. I was just going to say the, and and I've sat and and AJ, we talked about this the other night where, Mm -hmm. you know, I will sit and think about what's the one tweet I could come up with, you know, that will just solve all the problems. What's like, not, not for retweets and replies, but like 
if I could just think of the answer to the problem and give the answer to the world. So I can't take credit for this. My mom, school nurse, came up with this. She said, why doesn't the governor just make it easy? Take the pressure off himself and the state government and just say to every school district, you decide as a district if you want to be hybrid or virtual. That's, and put it that's on coming. the districts to be ver- like, because when that's you say next. what, what, what? That's what, next. That's coming. Oh, so that was going to be my question. Like, what are the chances that these districts, because my elementary school district decided that they were going to adopt an all virtual plan as their plan A. What is the likelihood that those districts are going to get approved? I don't have the answer to that. When the bell strikes 12 on August 31st. Honestly, that's what I'm thinking. It's kind of like a, the spring. There's it's a big like article spring where you can only like, we're going to reevaluate in two weeks. We're going to reevaluate in 30 days. You know, I can't make that call now. We got I mean, work. our numbers are definitely going up. Depends on what you look at, I guess. You don't think New Jersey's numbers are going up? I, I, I agree with you, but then I look at an article and it says they're going down. The rate is going down. Sorry. The rate. What does that mean? The rate of infection. So for every person you infect, right now it's like 1.3. That's not I good. thought they wanted it under one. They do. But it was better than the 1.5 that it was four days ago. Right. I got you. But look, Bayonne, a district in New Jersey, for those who don't know, large district, they put an article out in the paper. They want virtual because there's so many kids. They did a test with staff, uh, 30, 30 staff members, I think, high school staff trying to do like the screening in, in the morning for 30 people, adults. It took them 16 minutes to scan and report on 30 people. Now imagine doing that with a high school that has like 12,000, maybe not 12,000, 2,000, 2,000 kids, half of that going to school. How long is that going to take just to get into the door? Yeah, I will say one of the things that I heard for my building is that in any given week, um, our opt-out rate only has 100 and some kids coming to school each week. Um, yeah, out, of, right. out of over 1,000. Mm. I think we're over 1,000. Okay. Is that district wide or is just it my building school? Just, just my building. We got a pretty good split. We're almost at 50, 50. Yeah. I mean, district. every, every building is at about 50, uh, every level. So high school is 50, middle school is 55 and elementary is 60 to 65. It keeps going up at the elementary level. Uh, I think it's going up at district wide actually, but um, that's the percentage of people who do not want their, like to have a uh, in school. They want We're, it all virtual. It's a hard decision with, with young kids. Like I, I it's a hard decision. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get into any more than that. Yeah. So if you've got any other reservations, uh, leave us uh, a comment here in the chat if you're watching live or send us an email, feedback at podcastpd.com, on Twitter at podcastpd, on Instagram at podcastpd, or you can continue the conversation in our Facebook group, podcastpd.com slash Facebook. Uh, next up, Stacy picked behind the scenes. And we're going to move on to what is your top goal for the coming school year? So we're going to shift gears and we're going to talk about goals. Chris, jump on this one because we kind of talked over your uh, reservations. I mean, I made my points. Uh, goal, <laughs> my, my top goal for the year is going to be based on one of my reservations. My top goal for the year is to make strong connections with my students, whether that's at the high school or what I do at Rutgers the relationships and the rapport that I build 
with my students is paramount to, to what I do. And it's the most important thing to me. And, and that doesn't mean, oh, I want my kids to like me. I don't give a crap if they like me or not. I want to have a good relationship, teacher to student, where my students feel safe, my students feel supported, and my students believe that they can succeed in class with me as their instructor. So that, that's, that's my number one priority. Build those relationships with my students. How am I going to get there? Not sure yet. It's going to involve, you know, what I do with live streaming and coming up with other versions of digital activities. Um, I've got a lot of things that I want to explore. And the thing that will be familiar for me this school year is that no school year is a copy of another. This is going to be drastically different, but I don't just recycle the same stuff from year to year. I mean, my mindset stays the same in terms of, you know, wanting to foster an environment of creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. It's just, how am I going to do that hybrid, virtual, remotely, and hopefully, you know, God willing, 100% of my kids in the classroom with me. Wait, can I challenge you on that, though? Do you think your mindset stays the same, stays the same, or just your goals? Because I feel like our goals shift and our mindset shifts when we um, learn of different strategies or whatever. No, the verbs of my classroom virtual or hybrid or in person don't change. I want my kids. No, not that. But you said your mindset doesn't shift. Meaning I want my kids. But it sounds like you have a fixed mindset. That's the only reason I'm asking. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, you just said my mindset doesn't shift. I have have a a growth mindset to learn new things to do what I want to do. That's what I'm saying. Things that I'm not going to budge on are creativity, communication, collaboration, and critical thinking. The goals and themes of your, right. Yes. How I achieve those, that's going to look different. And I'm open to anything to achieve those goals. Okay. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was just the way you said it. Like my mind shift, my mind shift, my mindset isn't going to shift. I was like, but that's not who you are. Anyway. So I'm with you. It's all about connections and stuff for me too. And, um, I think one of the ways that I want to connect with my kids is to try to have some really small group type things early on so that I get to know them and they get to know me um, in a way that, you know, it's just going to have to um, replace some of the getting to know you things that we do in the classroom whole group. Um, I just think it's going to be harder to get to know individuals whole group through a virtual atmosphere. So I think a lot of that is going to have to be tackled in small group, one-on-two, one-on-one type things, maybe one-on-three, depending on how it works out. And I think for me, it's um, like one of the things I was thinking of was like taking like at the elementary level, you know, they all come up from the same classrooms, right? And one of the things that we were told is that they're going, like my class last year, I had two kids there were always two kids from one classroom. So if I had kids from your classroom, AJ, like there would be two of them. It was never a solitary kid coming from Mr. Bianco's class or a solitary mm-hmm. kid coming from Mr. Nessie's class. So I think one way to foster that too is just to be like, okay, so who had Mr. Nessie last year? Mm-hmm. And then I would meet with those Nessie kids first and then meet with the Bianco kids and then meet with the, you know, Linda's kids or whatever. So that- Gotta watch out for those Nessie kids. <laughs> those Nessie kids. <laughs> but then this way, I feel like, you know, like they have something that they can talk about together they're already a little bit comfortable and then start introducing different kids um and co-mingling so that um 
rebuild report, not only one like with um, like teacher student report, but student to student report and relationships. That was my first thought, but the whole student to student class, whole class community is really going to be what I, what I worry about the most, just especially if I am the hybrid person, because then I don't have my kids all together all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're uh, you're an administrator. So obviously your goals are going to be a bit different, but my goals on this year, my goals are a little, a little different than what you're discussing there. Um, connections, are, like I said from the beginning, connections are going to be the most important thing for me. You know, I think one of the things going into uh, last year is I had so many different jobs to do and so many different things I was trying to accomplish that I forgot about that connection piece, especially with, with students. So I wanted to really build better relationships with students and teachers going into this year, not thinking about um, COVID, right? So I'm still going to make that a goal. It's going to be difficult. So it can't be my top goal. I think my top goal is just strictly going to be support, support and serve uh, my teachers uh, as best I can, because I feel like they're going to need a lot of it. You talk about the fact that we need to help them or help teachers or help ourselves learn how to do this virtually. So I think like the PD aspect is really going to be something I have to up my game with this year, whether it's really like quick video recordings or like states like you used to do tech Tuesday or wired Wednesday, like sending that out, like really making that like an important thing, like where I used to send out something once a month, like article podcast tech tool. Uh, now it's gotta be a weekly, a weekly thing. So I'm gonna have to really push for that to be, you know, a video and an article and a podcast all centering around like some kind of, task like chris you mentioned the the c's so whether i focus on that i think that might be like my big thing taking your c's and working on how i'm going to make that a virtual reality see what i did there (laughs) virtual reality i like it is that a virtual insanity remember that song jamiroquai no all right no chris chris is going to find it and play for us in in no time i can't believe if you're out there in the uh facebook youtube twitter Pinterest, LinkedIn, whatever you're watching us on, if you know virtual insanity, just shoot me a little bit of a Jamiroquai. It's a gift. You can look up Jamiroquai. I cannot believe you people don't know who Jamiroquai is. I cannot believe this right name. now. I know the name. I just don't know the song you're talking about. It's called the Virtual Insanity. I would know it if I heard it, I'm sure. Where's Thank, my you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, But actually, you know what? Why don't we, uh, why don't we open the phones? And uh, he's been on the show before. Let's say good evening to Freddie Nunez. Freddie, the newly new building principal. Freddie, what's going on? What's up, guys? How you doing, Principal Freddie? Yes, <laughs> I know that song. The video is better than the song. That's a good group, by the way. If you yes. haven't, if you haven't uh, followed Jamiroquai, I've been a Jamiroquai fan forever. So. When she said virtual on Saturday, I was like, I know that. <laughs> and that's what inspired him to call in. <laughs> Not the conversation. Who cares? No, the conversation inspired me to call in. I, I wasn't sure if I was okay. going to ask a question, but it's it's on everybody's mind what's going on with uh, you know with, with reentry and everything. It's it's been it's been a, a tough. Uh, it, it's been an interesting couple of weeks, just to say the least. Uh, especially because I'm just trying to get the lay of the land of my new building. And already we're starting to, you know, prep for what September is going to look like. I don't know if we're going to, if uh, Murphy's going to um, 
how do you say, uh, you know, pull the plug. Get pull the reality plug. Check. Yeah. Do the right but, thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but you know, we got to get prepared regardless. So that's, that's what we're doing. So Freddie, what is it like walking into like you, you, you were working with your building up until I guess last week and now you're in a brand new spot and how does this come about? Like what, what's your plan? What does it look like for you? How do you tackle this? Like, so, this is huge uh, for I, you. so technically I'm still with my whole district because they haven't let me go yet. Okay. But I still, it, to me, regardless, uh, I've already been in my build, my new building. I've already had meetings with my administrative team. I had my first faculty meeting on Friday virtually, you know, so you, you talked a little bit about building relationships. So my priority, number one, was to get to know the people in the building, the people who I'm going to work with really closely, um, you know, uh, and that's the, my, my administrative team and my um, and my and my staff. Um, as far as the physical part of the building, um, you know, uh, the day after I got hired, I went right into the building with the superintendent. And I said, do you have a mock up of what? A socially distant room is going to look like. He said, yeah. So we went, we went ahead and we took a look at it, um, you know, and uh, we were going back and forth as to what, you know, what might this, uh, you know, how's this going to look like for everything. So um, next couple of days, it's, it was just me going around the entire building. I tried to get into every single nook and cranny to see what space I have available to my, to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and to my staff. And so what we did was, on Monday, um, I got my uh, administrative team and we walked around the building and we just started seeing how many, how socially distant can we put each room? Obviously, some rooms being bigger than others, you know, we started counting up and then putting in desks. And then we asked the custodial crew if they could set that up already. So our building is, as of Friday, is already in the process of, you know, being set up to be, um, you know, the classrooms anyway, to be socially distant. Uh, we're on a hybrid schedule, just like everybody pretty much is now. Um, doing two days and then Wednesday being the virtual cleanup day in the building and then another cohort Thursday, Friday coming in. <coughs> so that's what the district plan looks like right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're even looking at everything from uh, temperature checks to um, do we have that PPE equipment? Do, you know, we have sanitizers, plexiglass on, like all those little things have, you know, we've just been kind of checklisting to see what we have and what we need. Entrance, egress, as far as faculty, staff, and students, mm-hmm. uh, multiple ways to get into the building so that way you don't have a ton of kids, uh, you know, coming in in one spot. Um, and so we're putting all of that together. Signs, we're going to, my, my goal is to have signs littered all over the place, you know, just as far as uh, washing hands, protocols for being in the bathroom, all that stuff has to be kind of thought about. And then, so that's that that piece. Now you're looking at the faculty piece where, you know, you want to provide them with training. You want to provide them with some good PD and things like that mm-hmm. to, to work remotely. And it's, I mean, you know, we had kind of had to learn on the fly from April going in. A lot of people had to learn on the fly and they did the best they could. And I think, you know, teachers responded well, as well as you can think that they could. Mm-hmm. Uh, some teachers were absolutely rock stars on how they handled it. Um, they're going to have to continue that, you know, in some way, shape or form. But now it's just really, I think the one fault that we've had is we've been spending so much time preparing for what September is going to look like that we kind of not paying any mind to what PD is going to look like going forward. And if you think mm-hmm. about it, it is really going to look much different going forward. Um, and so now we're going to have to kind of bring that up in the fly. And so my, I think one of my goals is, um, to have some sort of like a weekly video or something like that, just mm-hmm. to give uh, PD resource and nuggets and show them how to use it. 
um, you know, nothing more than maybe like a, a screencastify 10, 15 minutes at most. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my department supervisors will then fill in with the PD specific to the subjects. Um, but the technology piece is going to be, again, it's going to be huge. Uh, if you're familiar with it, that's great. If not, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be a struggle either way. Either way, whatever we do, <laughs> whatever we do is going to wind up being completely new for a lot of people. So, right. you know, we just kind of have, have to kind of roll with it. Yeah. And Freddie, you talk about that PD. And I'm sorry, Chris, I know you're going to jump in there. You know, I, I think for the teachers who are in this and the, and the progressive teachers, you know, they're probably spending all their time trying to find these new resources. So really the touch on those teachers and find those teachers who are struggling, who are nervous and really get everybody involved, all hands on deck, help out your colleagues and, and push those people and let them really know what you're doing and what you're learning in order to help them in their classrooms. Cause it can't be just the administrators. It can't just be the teacher leaders and supervisors. It really has to be all hands on deck to get the PD in the right spot. You really got to leverage those people who know what they're doing as far Absolutely. as technology is concerned. You really got to leverage them. You know, you got to make them understand that, you know, they're really helping out their colleagues in that sense. And, and sometimes you have to do a lot of handholding, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that'll take that extra coaching and that extra support, but you know, that's okay. It's only going to make them better. We have to just be able, as an administrator, I have to be able to, you know, to, to coach them and say, you know, this is going to help you in the long run. I have to have them see that, you know, that's part of what I have to do. Um, but you're right. A lot of leveraging of those who know can do some kick-ass work in, in those areas. So, yeah. Freddie, let me ask you, and AJ, I'd also like you to chime in too as administrators. I know that a lot of times for a school administrator, you have to deal with pushback and resistance on new ideas and what you might like to do in a school or a district. In times like this now, what is your mindset and even what advice do you have for how other leaders can handle the definite fact that people are going to disagree and you're definitely not going to please everybody? And there's a lot of opinions and points of view on whatever that decision is by a school or a district is going to be on how they're going to do A, B, and C. What advice do you have and how are you handling the inevitable pushback on a lot of these hot button topics? Um, a lot of it is understanding that leadership with leadership comes the understanding that you're not going to be able to please everybody. You know, that's kind of a golden rule in leadership is, you know, you're trying to do everything the best you can. Um, and as long as it's, as long as you're seeing what the goal is, as far as the benefits of the students and trying to look at it from those lenses, then, you know, in when I, at the end of the day, if I see it from that end and if I see that it benefits the kids, it benefits the staff and it's something that I could do within my budget, guess what? Then I'm, I'll, I'll be able to sleep at night and understand the pushback, you know, and I'll, and I'll be able to fight for it because at the end of the day, it ultimately is for the students and you have to come in with that mindset. If it's for the students and you, you know, and it's, going to benefit them and every in the better way possible then then that's what you want to do um there's always going to be pushback you know it it could be the greatest thing somebody's always going to argue and complain about it so you know as a leader i think that's something that kind of just comes with the territory um uh from you know um know that you know a lot of times those who the the ones who are going to complain they're always going to complain it's it's always going to be about you know, that it could be that particular person who has 30 things that they want to argue about, you know. So find those in your building who, you know, who you know who will support, you know, who will, you know, jump on the bandwagon, so to speak, and, you know, be able to help you, you know, spread that message 
as well. And sometimes they'd rather hear it from their colleague than hear it from you. So if you have a co- you know, if you got people on your staff who can, you know, really see what you're trying to envision, um, then, you know, utilize them to kind of help spread that message. And, and it, it'll turn some people around. Won't turn everybody. Like I said, you can't please everybody, but you know, we come with that understanding that that's, that's how it works. Yeah. I, I think also to that point, I think, Really, I just said all hands on deck. I think this is really a team thing. You know, this is not like administrators like being higher up and saying, um, "I said so." You know, I don't think this is one of those one of those moments. I think health and safety are paramount for both teachers and students. So we have to keep in mind that people are extremely nervous. You know, because like like for us, like we can be behind the scenes if we wanted to. We're not in the trenches like the teachers are. So I think for them, we really have to work with the teachers and really just help and support them and show them that things are going to be okay. And I think the teachers have to also then in turn, just kind of say, we trust you, you know, we're doing everything we can. Like right now it's all very scary because the teachers are not seeing it. The administrators are in the building. The administrators are making the orders for the masks, for the gators, for the plexiglass, you know, there are concerns that administrators have too, but I think the teachers have to just sit back and say, okay, they have my best interests in mind. And that's where the trust and the relationships come in. And I really think it's like really having those open lines of communication of what are you nervous about? What do you need help with? We have to work together to make sure this works because as Freddie said, this is about our students. And if it's going to work for our students, then it's going to work for the teachers. And, and again, health and safety is paramount. So when we look at it, we have to say, are we helping the students get to where they need to be? Are we all safe in trying to make that happen? Yeah. And, and also understand that, you know, we, we, we're going through this process that's completely new to us as well. You know, we've never had to, you know, think about ordering masks or putting plexiglass up on, you know, up on counters and things like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about how, you know, how you can't put kids in a cafeteria. So how are you going to distribute lunch? How are you going to have me breakfast? You know, how are they going to do gym, you know, and during inclement weather, we are all of those things. How do you get proper ventilation in a room that's not so well ventilated? Mm-hmm. Like all of those things. You know, a lot of things that we have not thought about before. Now, all of a sudden, we have to do that. Um, also, the equity issue with technology. What if every kid doesn't have access at home? Yeah. What if every kid does not have, a, a, you know, some form of technology or is sharing it with three or four siblings at home? So all of those things we have to kind of think of, you know, and, and as we're going along, we're checklisting. And there's going to be something that comes off and, and we're not going to know it. And something's going to, you know, something might happen. And we got to be like, okay, now we, you know. We have to learn that lesson as we go along. So, you know, the one thing I told my my faculty when I, you know, met with them on Friday for the first time, I said, "Listen, I I, I get the anxiety. You know, I get the anxiety. I have pre, I have those pre existing conditions that you know qualify as a COVID case or anything of that nature. You know, um, so I I'm anxious. I'm scared a little bit as well. But I'm going through this just the way you guys are. You know, and so I have to um, be able to." My attitude has always been, and this is me, I can't say this for everybody, but, you know, just I, I do what I need to do. I roll up my sleeves and I get to work, you know, and, um, you know, and and I know that can't be the same thing for everybody, but just know that I'm with you on this. I don't have all the answers for everything, but I'll get what I need to get and I'll make sure that you're as safe as you possibly can be in the building while you're there. You know, and that's how I had to relay the message because, you know, it's, it was just being real. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this pandemic, uh, you know, everything that's going on leading into September is new territory for everybody. 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 And, and and Freddie, I'm sure that that message went a long way with your new staff, and I'm sure that they appreciated that very much. 
yeah, a lot of good feedback on that. So that's awesome. Yeah, very happy for you, Freddie. Very proud of uh, where you're at, and very excited to see you know what you're going to do for the school. I don't know if you want to shout out the school if you want to keep it private, but no, you know, it's, you, uh, you, I, you know me. I, it's already been blasted on Twitter, so follow me on Freddie Fifty Two. Uh, the um, the the Twitter handle for Palisades Park High School is Pal PK Tigers, um, and I'm I'm that's you know that's me doing that Twitter stuff on there too for them. Awesome. So, um, you know, Freddie, what did you teach before? I was in, I was a social studies teacher, a bilingual social studies teacher and an ESL teacher for many years. So you're not, those are not easy shoes to fill, which is why they're holding you. Right. Like, I don't know. In Newark, I'm sorry. In Newark, I was a vice principal. Okay. 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 They're just, sorry. They're holding me because they want, they want me, (laughs) I guess they want me to fulfill my contract. Um, Once you finish making these decisions, right? Yeah, but it, you know, hey, this came out. This, this, everything happened so fast with this. You know, I wasn't expecting this to happen, but it happened, and I'm very thankful for it. Um, but they, you know, they they gotta hold me, so I'm kind of doing two jobs at once. But when 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 this happens, that you know, while you're in transition between two districts, that's normally the case. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So I saw your announcement on Twitter, and I was like, "Son of a gun, good for him." Where'd that come from? But <laughs> good for awesome. him. Very like this, man. It happened in like in a week's time, and I was like, "Wow, you know this." I've I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an administrator. I always worked. I wanted to work to be a principal. Like this is the ultimate thing that I wanted to do, and you know, I was able to make it happen. And I'm very thankful, very blessed that you know, Palisades Park District has given me the opportunity to 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 run to run this building and to really do good, some good things. And I'm looking forward to it. It's nice. good. Hopefully, smart, smart superintendent. Your energy. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm so, hoping I can, I can be contagious. <laughs> so, it, Freddie man. Nunez, thank you for joining us. He is at Freddie52 on Twitter, and that's F R E D E 5252. And he is the new principal at Palisades Park High School, which you can find on Twitter at Pal PK Tigers on Twitter. So, check our show notes for that podcastpd.com slash 81, and make sure you get connected with Freddie as uh join him on his journey as principal of a high school it's gonna be awesome can't wait man congrats freddie thanks for joining we'll talk to you soon all right and uh first thank you for freddie for calling in uh again we're here for a little bit longer as we finish up episode 81 so podcastpd.com slash join or you can put a comment wherever you're watching us whether it's facebook periscope or twitter uh but before we move on to our last question we want to take a quick time out to let you know that you can support the show via our executive producer program, I guess is what we could call it. So if you get value from these conversations in this podcast, you can support the podcast. You can support us on a monthly or a yearly basis. Our executive producer program is powered by glow.fm. If you go out to podcastpd.com slash executive producer, you can support us monthly or yearly $5 a month or $50 a year. As a thank you for your support, every executive producer will receive a Podcast PD sticker. And if you become a yearly supporter, you will get a Podcast PD mug and a Podcast PD t-shirt. Want to give a special shout out to our current executive producers, Adam Kelly, and our newest executive producer, Mike Brilla. Thank you, Mike, for coming on board and supporting what we do here on Podcast PD. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. I also like Mike's mm-hmm. uh, feedback and comments in our Voxer group on our summer PD. Yeah. He was that something insightful to say. Besides being a Phillies fan, Mike's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's finish up with our last question, which is again, Stacy and AJ, you wanted to end this on a high note. So what are you looking forward to this year? I'm looking forward to um, year two in fifth grade. I'm looking forward to having a little bit of knowledge about the curriculum underneath my belt. Um, And even though um, I know the year is not starting out the way it did last year, um, I'm looking forward to that adventure a little bit too. Just kind of trying to embrace what's in place for us. Um, I know districts are working hard and I know, you know, we were all of us, maybe just a little bit negative in the beginning, but that was our reservations, right? Like, you know, I really feel with more guidance districts could have done a better job focusing things, focusing their time on efforts um, that I think will be more important. You know, everyone keeps joking that in New Jersey, the governor is going to call the plug or pull the plug on, um, on the 31st. Well, I just feel like then that's two, two lost months. And, you know, as a community member, I listen to the parents who are struggling with the three or four lost months in my town. I just feel like, yeah. Anyway, not to be negative again. I want to end on a positive note. So Chris, you can take all that out if you want. I just, I'm, I'm excited to go in with more knowledge about what we did. I'm excited as Freddie was talking about like making teams. I think AJ was saying the same thing. Like it's going to be a team effort and it's going to be all hands on deck. Like one of the things my, um, my principal said is that we will be working in teams and the expectation is going to be that we are sharing things not only across our grade level, but across our, our entire schools. So we are three grade levels and then across our districts so that we can be working and should be working with our counterparts um, in fifth grade at the other building. And right after that meeting, someone jumped in and said, hey, let's start talking about what our strengths are so that we can start building many cohorts of people who are going to plan these different lessons so that we're not all reinventing the wheel for everything, especially for things that are going to be recorded or sent out in mass that don't need the individualization um, that we have in place when we're with our kids face to face, not to say that we're not individualizing, but when a lesson can go out one way and then you individualize for small groups or one-on-one it just saves a lot of time. I'm looking forward to that. AJ, how about you? What's the administrative spin on the school year for what do you want to see? What do you want to look? Yeah, at? I'm going to take that hat off for a second. I'm going to go personal. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing my kids go, go to school. You know, I'm looking forward to uh, Daniel start kindergarten. I'm looking forward for Ryan to go to second grade and get excited about learning again. Cause then it was hard at home, you know, getting them, getting them moving uh, trying to do their virtual work, you know, from May until the in the middle of June. Um, sorry, March until the middle of June. Um, it became extremely tedious. It became a fight, and and I didn't like that, you know, because I'm working, Jamie's teaching, they're working on their stuff. I'm yelling, trying to take care of the baby. It was difficult. So I'm excited for them to get back into a swing of school. Um, if it's virtual, we're gonna make do. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, as a, as for me, what I'm looking forward to, I'm just looking forward to health and safety for everybody. To be honest with you, like that's all I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm hoping for. I really like that. I do too. 
Um, everything you both said, I also feel that as well. Um, but, but AJ, I truly want to echo and, and that's the personal aspect of this. You know, I want to see my family safe. I want my own children to have a good experience, uh, because I'm, I'm, I wear that, that dad hat first. Don't tell Caitlin, although the husband hat's important too. Um, I, I want those that I care about to be safe. Again, both of my parents work in schools. Um, my sister-in-law is also in education and I just want everybody to be safe because I don't want anybody to become a statistic in any way, shape or form other than saying I'm part of the group that beat this damn thing. So uh, I'll, that, that's what I want. I'm looking forward to a healthy experience and then everything else ultimately will take care of itself. Again, I'm in no position to make major decisions for anybody other than the students I work with. And any given time, I, like every other teacher around the world, is going to make the decision that's best for their kids in the moment, as I've always done and will continue to do. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, you know, and I think that we all need to keep this in mind and I just need to remind myself this is really what I'm saying is that we need to, we do really do need to be flexible we need to be gracious with the people who are putting the plans in place we need to understand that our administrators um, while they are responsible for coming up with the plan for the district they are dealing with what they were given good bad or otherwise and they're trying to make the best of it and I need to keep reminding myself that because I just you know I I know how easy it is for myself and others to just kind of dwell on the negative, but just be gracious, be gracious with your teachers, be gracious with your kids, be gracious with your kids, teachers, um, be gracious with your administrators and be gracious with yourself. Yes, 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 yes. I was, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. You know, as a parent, give yourself some hugs as a teacher, give yourself some hugs and, you know, just remember to hug the people in your life back. They need it. Even though for some of them, it is going to be a six foot hug. It's an air hug. Virtual hug for both of you. Oh, you too, Chris. I still, I think I might get like some uh, pool noodles and figure out what the six feet looks like. Stacy, I could picture you wearing like a a pool noodle dress. This is what I envision. A pool noodle dress where you, I mean, it looks like helicopter blades. Exactly. Yes. Rainbowed out. And it's on like um, suspenders or something. Like I have to, I have to figure out how to like rig it. It almost seems like something like Robin Williams or Pee Wee Herman would wear. <laughs> yes. Like a Morgan, Morgan, uh, Mindy type costume. Yes. Nanu, nanu. Yeah. But like, I, I do, I constantly think to myself, like even today, so Chris today, I was in Wawa and I was like totally feeling you with the dots on the ground. And I was like, those two guys are not six feet apart. And I was like, probably because like, the six foot part, is it like center to center? Is it edge to edge? Do you, like, do you know what I'm, right? But there was no way these two guys are six in my hand, everybody. (laughs) Like, there's no way that these two guys are six feet apart. And I was like, I know this because my wingspan is five foot one, right? And I'm like, that's what I always try to think. I'm like, a little bit longer than my height. A little bit, a little bit longer than my height. And um, I just, I don't know. Yeah, poo noodles. I hope they're six feet because that would make it better. (laughs) I don't even know if they are. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think that they are, but that well, I add some dimension, right? So my dimension's getting smaller. Ooh, how's that going? Not a CrossFit. I'm yeah, CrossFitting it. Are uh, you? It's going good. Yeah, you're no, back no, no, at I CrossFit. I, I've been back since June first. August first was my CrossFit anniversary. So <gasps> one year in, and in the first year, uh, from August first to August first, I lost twenty pounds. Ooh. The most I had That's lost awesome. during that time was 25. Um, and now um, this month uh, in August, Kate and I were kind of playing with whole 30. And yeah, I saw September. like a couple of stats where you guys had gone 30 long or for something. Yeah, uh, she she's doing uh, like virtual Peloton type stuff. We don't have the bike. Again, we're educators. Um, <laughs> but she, she it's an expensive thing. Yeah. yeah, I've looked into yeah. it. I've wanted it very badly. Yeah. So she got a not Peloton bike bike and she does them virtually. Uh, but in September, uh, once we don't have barbecues and stuff and it's really more easy to do whole 30, we're going to commit to the full whole 30. Uh, but this month I'm not drinking milk, um, cutting down on the sweet. So I'm doing a lot of apples and applesauce and orange juice and a lot of water. So I'm just trying to change some things. And since August 1st, I've lost another six pounds. So nice. The, uh, the journey towards me being less round is going well. Chris, that's like almost a pound a day, right? Today's just the ninth. Today's the ninth. Yes. Wow. What's your secret? I need to do that. I need to lose weight. I told you. I know, I know. But I don't <laughs> drink milk because I milk is gross. I ass once a day, Monday through Friday. <laughs> okay, fine. And when I can't do it, my coaches yell at me. Uh, so so we can yell at you if you want to, Stacey. Did you nice. drink milk today? Oh, God, no. Did you have an apple? Yeah, she, milk I, is I so nasty. Drinks the milk, milk is, yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, she's All not right. looking for strong bones and stuff like that. No, I will I will be cracking when I'm a 60, like all kinds of dusty bones. I just can't. Yes, dusty I get, I get my uh, calcium via, via a pill, and I'm quite proud of it. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of something we're proud of, we're going to transition to what we are listening to what we're learning and here's a podcast update we are adjusting this segment uh no longer are we going to burden stacy or you who's listening with three recommendations per episode Woo-hoo. so we are going to come at you one of us going forward when we get to this part of the show we're going to give you one recommendation of either an episode or an entire podcast that you should subscribe to and add to your rotation and I drew the short straw, so I am going to share the recommendation for this episode. And it actually comes courtesy of one of our loyal listeners. So I want to give a strong shout out to Stephanie Scrocky, uh, New Jersey educator. And she joined AJ and I in our uh, sort of impromptu podcast smackdown in our Facebook group. So again, Facebook is a powerful place. So if you're not on Facebook, cool. But if you're on Facebook and you're not in our podcast group, go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook. Join our group because we go live in the group only from time to time. And the other night, Stephanie shared a podcast with me that I have truly been binging on and I am loving it. Hmm. There are a hundred episodes out there, so that gets Stacy excited. Um, I'm excited. (laughs) And I downloaded them all. (gasps) I'm excited. No. (laughs) And the name of the show is called 20,000 Hertz. 
It's not a CrossFit podcast. <laughs> Hertz, the sound, H-E-R-T-Z. And this is a podcast revealing the stories behind the world's most recognizable and interesting sounds. So as one who creates audio content and edits audio, this is a fantastic podcast. It's got episodes that talk about the NBC chimes, the Netflix sound, uh, the sounds that go into making your car. I listened to the car episode, which is early on, which talks about how cars today, because they're so soundproof, they actually pipe in artificial engine noise in what you might think be a, was, would be a muscle car. So you think your engine makes badass sounds, but mm. it's artificial mm. because the, anyway, um, so they just crossed their hundredth episode and they actually also just got taken over by, I, I mean, that sounds bad. Uh, they are now a part of Ted. So they're oh, an cool. official Ted podcast and you can find them at their website, 20 K.org. And that's the number 20 k dot org and stacy the whole time i've been talking you're making like cringy faces so all right because it sounds up? sounds super nerdy wow it does it sounds but like in it like hold on I'm, they're also all less than 20 minutes which so is like a bonus super short which is a bonus that's i mean maybe i'll give it a listen but there's it like you have to be into that you're into sound i'm into notebooks i listen to a, a podcast about notebooks so like well, I'm just making faces like this is a ab- podcast about pens. Oh, that's what it is. It's about pens. I don't even know what it's about. I listen. <laughs> yeah, it's about pens. It's called the pen addict. I'm not recommending it. I'm because again, it's super nerdy. You have to be into that. But and you're into sounds like you're, you're a on. podcast producer not even for sound. It's interesting. Just the history aspect of it because it's, they, I mean, they did a, an early episode about, you know, sounds that we don't even have anymore. Like what? Uh, like fax machine sounds and like the modem and things like that, like sounds that people just aren't exposed to because they're not part of our, I guess, auditory vernacular. They're not current. They've been removed um, from the lexicon. The AOL yes. sound, the dial-up sound. Yes. <laughs> Even they, they talked about, you know, trademarking sounds that like the NBC chimes, that's one of the few sounds that's trademarked along with like the you've got mail is a trademarked sound effect. Isn't let's you get know. ready to rumble and goal? Aren't those also? Um... That is yes. trademarked. Let's get ready yeah, to rumble. That is trademarked. But I mean, they they have one on here. You know, that's I know they're not folks. sounds. I'm just saying, like, what's up, Doc? Um, what? All right. So it sounds intriguing. They got and, a whole episode and, on Baby Shark. You didn't mention the Siri one. They they, they have a whole episode dedicated to the voice of Siri, and uh, they talk with the original voice of Siri, Susan Bennett. Um, who, oh, by the I way, if she's not following you on Twitter, you don't exist because she follows everybody on Twitter. That's funny, but wait—they got wait, a whole wait. episode dedicated to "You've Got Mail," right, and that's my favorite movie. So Do I'll EA Sports one. They shouldn't EA Sports one. EA Sports. It's in the it's game. game. Oh gosh, they have an episode dedicated to silence. All right, so this kind of reminds me, Chris. Like, all right, so I can see why it's part of TED because it sounds very educational and it's got like a a scatter oh, plot of like interest i'm gonna use this bad boy in the classroom this year right but it reminds me of when we listen to um oh my gosh they have an episode for hamilton do they really that's cool what was the show where we learned about interesting facts like story which behind. Is the story behind it reminds me of that yeah this is the story behind various sound. sounds yes they've got one all about watergate which sound played a big role in watergate there's a whole podcast about Watergate, which I want to check out. Yeah, 
But, you know, I don't need more podcasts. No. But, Stacey, uh, I do authorize you to download all 100 episodes of this one. No. And just go, th- this is another one. Like, you get the boys into it. You can have mommy sun time. And we don't drive in the car the together anymore. Look, put their asses in the car and drive them to Wawa get and listen to this podcast. <laughs> no. Which, no. actually, fun fact, I didn't listen to the 100th episode about, ta it's Netflix. But the Netflix sound is actually a pulled sound of from the uh, the series House of Cards, where Frank Underwood is banging his fist on a desk, and <laughs> it's a sound they played in that. That's where the sound came from. Interesting. I learned that from TikTok. Oh God. No oh, great. You only have a few more days with that, so you know, enjoy. He's gonna cry. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm gonna lose all my recipes. <laughs> what that's what you do on tiktok i i've made a i've made frozen look that's a whole other podcast we're gonna do okay. a show at some point what chris has learned on tiktok <laughs> so you've gone from Coming youtube you to soon. tiktok okay because i, I love have it. the attention span of the up dog i would say a flea yeah definitely a flea. squirrel <laughs> <laughs> all right so we've been at this for an hour and 20 minutes and uh probably cut out the last be- 10 <laughs> It's going to be less than that. No, uh, who knows? I'll, I'll talk to the editor. Most of it goes in. We just kind of shrink it down a bit. Um, if you've got feedback on the podcast, go out to podcastpd.com slash feedback. We want to tackle your questions and topics in future episodes. So if you've got ideas, you know, we're always looking um, that could warrant you being a guest or, you know, not. <laughs> We've got some great episodes planned. Um, we're going to continue the look ahead and previewing the upcoming school year when we record live our next episode on Sunday, August 23rd. This is coming at you as a podcast on Wednesday, August 19th. Um, thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, one future episode that we do have coming up, uh, we're going to be talking to Bruce Reicher and company because Bruce has a new book coming out that he teased last episode. Um, and if you're wondering where Bruce was when we released it as a podcast, it got released after the thing we had Bruce on to talk about. So I cut it out of the podcast version. So sorry, Bruce, it's on the YouTube version, but it happened after the Wakelet event. So in editing, it didn't make sense to release it as the podcast, uh, but we will have Bruce on in full with his co-authors to talk about uh, the book that he released uh, about uh, creating media and content in the classroom, whether it's podcasts, new shows, uh, things like that, blogging in your class and with your students. So that's a future episode Uh, We're probably also going to be speaking to James Sturdivant, who just released a new book called Teaching in Magenta, something to that effect, Teaching in Magenta. So we're going to coordinate with James Sturdivant and have James on the show to talk about that text. And uh, Also a great podcast to listen to. Also, he has a great podcast to listen to as well. So we'll talk podcasting and teaching in magenta with James. Uh, AJ, before we go. What's going on on Reflect Ed? Episode three. Episode three dropped um, August 3rd. I don't know. That was the date. Episode three is out. Episode fourth will, episode four, four, the fourth episode will be released. I don't know dates. August 7th. Let's say the 17th. Let's go. Let's go with that. All right. So if you haven't you listened to today's episode yet, I think that's a Monday the 17th. No, he's on track. Okay. So if you're listening to this on the podcast side, no, if you no, haven't no. listened to episode four of Reflect Ed, Go subscribe, reflectedpodcast.com. Uh, the oh, yeah, latest episode. I appreciate that. Sorry about that. Yes, please. Yeah, no problem. That's what I do. Follow me on the uh, socials. 
the latest episode of the House of Ed Tech, episode 161, is available for your listening pleasure, where I talked about teaching tips and ed tech strategies for fall 2020 or anytime, and I make five points, and then I crowdsourced a whole bunch of other responses on Twitter and Facebook, so your voice might very well be a part of that episode if you answered that question on Twitter or Facebook. You can get to that at chrisnessy.com. Stacy, how's your pot? Oh, sorry. What's your number? I- What's your oh. number? <laughs> I'm at 2074. What the? F- I don't yeah. get it. Okay. So now you just added 100. What? No, I'm not adding them. That's oh why I was like, Oh, my goodness. No. So I don't know where, where they all come from. I think sometimes they just get re-downloaded. Um, but I'm, I think our next impromptu Facebook broadcast has to be the three of us going through your podcast yeah may we get the community intervention to chime in on life you know like it or spike it and like it you keep it spike it you just delete it off your phone maybe i don't know it's it's just it's a lot and i just i've been on like this book binge um with my book club i've been reading a lot um just on my own like last month i read nine books and that's awesome. you know that's a I, lot of listening yeah and so that's the thing it's not reading it's not in-hand reading it's listening so that it's has ear reading. It's ear reading. Yeah. And it's taken up a lot of the time that I devoted to podcasts and I'm not driving around as much anymore. So that was part of my podcast listening. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I'm currently listening to white fragility and it is not a good listen, but the information is amazing. So like, and I know we talked about that when we had Ken Shelton on. So, um, and he talked about, um, how I started in the right order. And so, I read White Fragility, I read Stamped. So, you know, I'm definitely trying to educate myself on some of the issues that I feel I'm lacking and things that I want to be able to talk about with my kids in uh, an intellectual and informed way that's backed with information. So, yeah, if I found pod- if I can find some podcasts on it, I have to do some research. I know there are some good ones out there um, that Ken also shared when he was on with us. What was that, 79 or 78, Chris? 79. 79. 79. Yeah. So if you're interested in what we're talking about, um, how to be an anti-racist and um, anti-bias, Ken Chelton, episode 79. So yeah, white fragility. It's just a struggle to listen to. The I feel like, honestly, I feel like Ferris Bueller's teacher is reading to me. It's so rough. Anyone know what this is? Of course, you, of course you have that sound. Uh, and I just want to throw in, um, again, Stacey just invited you, if you'd like to learn how to be anti-racist and, in, and an anti-biased educator, go check that out, podcastpd.com slash 79. And if you are a racist and biased educator and you have no interest in changing, stop listening to our show. Go away. Or get With a that. book and inform yourself. Yeah. I just Stacey, gave you three titles. Whip out your wand. Whip out my wand. All right. Um, it is time to say goodbye. So say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Say goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Christopher. Goodbye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at PodcastPD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacey, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, 
at Stacy Lindis and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.